Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Wow. Hasn't it been an amazing transformation? Wow, the genius of surrender. Ah, Pastor M, what now? What have we done to to deserve such love? Thank you so much. That was amazing. Since morning, it's been wonderful, right? So, uh, we have just a short conversation, then we do the act award. Is that agreeable to you? Are you going to put away your Chinese phone? Have you already voted for the actor one? So put away your Chinese phone, lest it stops charging, and uh, let's have a quick conversation as we conclude this living on mission every day. Amen. Hey, every day. Living on mission every day. So yesterday we started by talking about fuel for the fuel for the mission and then we heard from uh, our sister Marcy about mission living on mission in the public sector and then the four experiences of the Holy Spirit oil wind uh, oil breath wind and earthquake that left an earthquake behind and then we had uh, uh, we had the seven in seven. And then we had our breakout sessions. We've been hearing from from missional communities. Then this morning, the we don't know what hit us. We are still on the floor trying to recover from. Huh? Dopamine. And what? Serotonin. Among other means. And how not to try them out if you're going to continue living on mission every day. The things that will compromise your ability to live on mission every day. Then we had a conversation about spiritual parenting and missional communities. Wow! By Pastor B3. B3. Yeah. And then Pastor Korea brought his A-game on media. And every time he preaches, I have to keep repenting. So I guess I just need to replace things so that I stay in a permanent state of repentance. And then we had the surrendering part. Wow. Amen. It's been a blessing. Has transformed been a blessing to you? It's been different, yeah? You'll only tell the value of it when you go home. And you realize you'll be doing things differently and then you'll be on, hey, I used not to be like this. I used not to pray like this. I used not to lead like this. 
It's going to be a reality. Amen. Now, as we finish, I want to sort of finish with an anticlimax. Okay, it's a good one. But like, what I'm going to finish with what I should have started with. Defining the mission. Living on mission every day. What is the mission? What it is? It is what? Because I realize we may all go out of here and live on mission every day. (laughs) But a different mission. So defining the mission. Can we try? I'm wondering where to start. I have things happening inside. Thank you, Father. The interest of your word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. Even now. Amen. Let me start here, then I'll come back here. John 12, 23. John 12, 23. Amen. Let's read together. But Jesus answered them saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Tell your neighbor, there is glory around the corner. Hey! Mama, mama, mama. Tell them I see glory in you. I see glory coming out of you. I see glory in your family. Glory in your city, glory in your nation, glory among your friends. Now, some of you theologians, you're saying, I thought this is about Jesus. Of course, but there's a reason they use son of man. Man, son of man. Ay, ay, ay. The hour has come that the son of man should be great. The hour has come for some people here in this audience to carry a different kind of glory. Can I tell you something? The day when God changes the level of glory on your life, you will see it. Yeah. You will not suspect. You will just see it. Yeah, it will be so obvious. You know how like Jesus came back from the wilderness and says and he was preaching and being glorified by all. You can be sure the one who went into the wilderness, the glory he was receiving, mostly from his mother and probably younger brothers only was different from the one who came out, who was receiving glory from all. So he says he went to Galilee and started teaching. Amen. Are you understanding these things? You tell your face. Yeah, inform your face that, look, we are understanding these things and we need to show it. What a shock. The hour has come 
for the son of man to be glorified. I'm here to show you how to how to make sense of your life. Because like Solomon wrote, most people's lives are meaningless. It is just meaningless. Yeah. You just get on that treadmill, do everything that everyone does, and then you die. And you're forgotten. That's why people insist on people naming their children or their names or their ch- the children should name the grandchildren their names just so that there is something to continue because sometimes <clears throat> but Martin Luther King's parents didn't name him after his grandfather I'll try this site Martin Luther King. <laughs> one was a German, one was a black American. The lineage was spiritual. Now, Jesus did have children, so he could not insist on anyone naming. <laughs> Neither did Paul, but we are here talking about them as if they live next door. Why glory? <laughs> Someone there is getting it. <coughs> glory. There is a way in which you can live and give the world a headache of never being able to forget you or about you. Because you it says David served. God in his generation and he rested with his fathers. My son is called David. We are not Jews. Amen. I told you it's a short conversation. If, especially if you cooperate. Yeah. If you keep looking at me like that, I also keep looking at you then, you know. Yeah. But the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Jesus. But it is not limited to Jesus. Because Jesus said, the glory you have given me, I, the glory you gave me, I have given to them that they may be one just as you and I are one. Don't, some people, they are glory. What's the word? Like people don't like to bathe. What are they called? There are some people, they are glory allergic. If you're glory allergic, you're not going to do much. You see, it's impossible to be a city of the light while you're hidden. A city on a hill, thank you. Did I say city on a light? City on a hill. The city on a hill cannot be why? Because there is glory. The church, Paul writes and says, the churches of God, which are the glory of God. There's a certain church, some friend, their church called Glory of Christ. 
Because the church is the glory of Christ. The Bible says the woman is the glory of the man. He's the groom, we are the bride. When people want to see how glorious he is, they look at us. Point is, where is the glory? The glory is here. So, next verse. This is not the main part, eh? so I needed to start somewhere. Most assuredly, I said to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides, it remains alone, but if it dies, it produces much grain. You are thinking, wait a minute, we are talking glory, we are talking wheat, we are talking dying, we are, what are we saying? There is, the Holy Spirit is not schizophrenic, it is the same message. Glory, Jesus was about to die, Pastor Lincoln was teaching us yesterday, remember? And as a result, he was going to bring forth much fruit from his death and resurrection. Do you think the policy has changed? It hasn't. Genesis 8.22, as long as earth endures, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Hmm. So let me put the dots together in this starting. There is glory on the other side of your life that you have not tasted yet, maybe some of you. Just like there was glory on the other side of Jesus' death. That glory will only come through your own death to self. I'm not talking about suicide here. Death to your ambitions and whatever it is you want to do in life. So that you are raised differently. The genius of surrender. Because that's how you bear much grain. That's how you make disciples. You can't make disciples while you're living. They will kill you. Yeah. The disciples, either way you will die. Either you die on purpose and raise disciples, or you try to raise them while you're living, and then they, they will be responsible for your... Yeah. Yesterday or the other day, I was thinking about a, a phrase that either you humble yourself or you're humiliated. Either way, you'll end up humble. It's just a matter of the process. By the way, the most proud people are the theorists. They know how it is done. Yeah, the people who know the most about marriage are the singles. Likewise, the people who know the most about church planting are the ones who have never planted any church. They know exactly how the church should be run and they are wondering why you are not doing that. That's why he says knowledge puffs, knowledge puffs up. Knowledge puffs up. Yeah. The thing that will give you humility without you asking God for it is doing something. Yeah. Go plant a church. No one will tell you to humble yourself. Following, praying, doing what? No, you just find yourself doing it. And then you'll be wondering, all these people, why they follow? Why they stand up when the preacher is preaching? Because you, you haven't yet planted. After you've done it, you'll just find yourself also standing up. 
Because there is nothing as humbling as practicals. There is nothing as humbling as practicals. As long as you are writing the theory, knowledge puffs up, you'll be like, they don't even know what, yeah. Why does he preach like that? That, 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 that? Hey! Until you also start preaching. Then on the first day you see, and they put one up, it's not about the time. It's about how many people can come to see you preach. I should have stayed with the time. <laughs> Unless my brother, my sister, get ready for a small, irrelevant life that you should die, that you can die anytime if you want, if you don't lay it down to serve the purposes of God in your generation. Don't say I didn't tell you. That one, many people are not going to tell you. Because everyone wants you to go to their church. So they will tell you all the nice things. They will not tell you the relevant things. Yeah. Self-love, self-life, selfie, self-what? Forget. Yeah. No one is going to put a tractor engine on your border, but forget it. The glory is in the grain of wheat dying and bringing forth much grain. Look what he says next verse, just in case you think I'm tying things on you. He who loves his life will lose it. Now, is he still talking about himself? No, because he started by saying, ah, but that's about Jesus. Okay. Is he talking to himself? No. He who loves his life will lose it. Yeah, those of you who are watching me up there on the balconies, I'm telling you, if you, lo- if you love your life, those of you watching me online, the Bible says, if you love your life, you'll lose it. It's very easy to lose your life. You just love it. That's why greatness is not common. Because most people love their lives and they just exist little little things chasing money little toys a small car here and there a small plot a small house everything is small 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 and then departure to heaven hopefully heaven and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. These are the words of Jesus. I didn't come up with these words. I also want to remind you that I'm a grace preacher. You know, sometimes people listen to me and they wonder if I'm still a grace preacher. I'm a grace preacher. You're, you're righteous by faith. Salvation is by grace. Righteousness is by faith. Eternal life is already guaranteed to you. Yeah, you're on your way to heaven. The question is whether you'll ever bring any heaven on earth. God loves you. Point is, do you love him? Because he said, Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Where is the sheep? Where is your sheep? You say you love the Lord. Where is your sheep? Moreover, you even cry during those slow worship songs. What a beautiful name it is. Singing of key. Where is the sheep? 
I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul. Rejoice. Take to my King in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound. myself away. Liars! Just in case this mistake is being made somewhere, I am not. Let me make it clear. In worship service, you are not allowed to lead worship if you don't lead at least minimum a missional community. So, look, pastors, if you have someone holding a microphone who doesn't lead a mission community, tomorrow is Sunday. I... I want you to know if you allow it to happen you are directly disobeying me Jonah is a mission of community leader Calvoy is a zonal pastor Bish is a location pastor Mint is a zonal pastor I don't know who was here lies. No lying. No lying. Yeah. Do you love me? Feed my lambs. And then you show up and (laughs) I have not yet bought into this MC thing but give me the mic. I know how to sing. No. Look. Go find the bar and sing there. Don't bring your disobedience to our Back to my verse. Back to John to a love. He who hates. Can I tell you something? The love of a pastor is a supernatural love. There are people you are not born with. They don't pay you to do what you do. You, you know like these guys, Musumbas, they are in Indeje. <laughs> Using their own land, put a 360, fasting, praying, waking up at five. Things that sometimes you not even do for your natural children. You are there stressing with people. It's supernatural. Only God can give you that. Yeah. Inside you, that doesn't exist in the flesh. All pastors are spiritual because they are exercising super. Like, why, why do I like? Why, why am I stressing about these people? They are even adults. It is supernatural. Verse 26. I need to go to my main text. If anyone serves me, if who let him didn't he say that son of man is about to be glorified how is he going to be glorified through the dying and resurrection so he said ah you are serving me you are saying you are living on mission every day 
follow me to the grave and out. He says, where I am there, my servant will be also. And if anyone serves me, him, my father will honor, honor, honor. Give me that scripture when uh, God was talking to Eli about the disrespect he was experiencing. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, 1 Samuel 2.30, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now, the Lord says, far be it from me. Eh? Wow, the way God changes his mind this time. I thought he doesn't change his mind. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me, shall be lightly esteemed. One time I was listening to Bishop Doug and he was explaining this scripture and he said a very radical statement. He said, you know, God is so used to being disrespected. That, that is his daily experience. Billions of people claim he doesn't exist. Others have idols, they deny him. Even in church. So God, God, I think God, if God was to be emotional, you people, either he would be throwing tantrums or crying or both. But thank God, God is a spirit. So God, ladies and gentlemen, is used to your behavior of ignoring him, spitting on him, if you could find him, saying how, challenging his authority. These things are not new to God. So when he's wherever he is having his coffee, then he realizes there's one young person here who cares about his agenda. He's like, wait a minute. You mean? There's still people who, who want to honor me. That's how God pulls all the stops to honor his servants. And then some of you get annoyed when God honors his servants. Meanwhile, we are telling you to plant churches you refused. Then you are there saying how pastors shouldn't have money. Yeah, they, like there is no bigger topic in the religious world than pastors and money. Now, if God glorifies a person, how is he going to do it while keeping them broke? I've glorified you but remain poor. How, how is he going to do it? I've honored you but remain poor. Now, of course, no one gets into it for the money. I told you a pastor's love is supernatural. But God has a way of saying, eh, you, you mean this person here? Is that why God sometimes honors people you think he shouldn't be honoring? Because you, you think you're more righteous than them. You read stories about this, this. Look, you in your righteousness, you have disobeyed. You have not done anything. While a dodgy character there, you are wondering who is they, who are they married to. They are busy preaching. <laughs> oh yeah, let's let's face it. The laborers are few. The laborers are few. There are no Ferraris in Uganda. Toyotas abound. 
They are like the harvest. The laborers are few. They are like Ferraris. So once you it, when when things are in limited supply, it makes them very expensive and precious. That's why God will bang you in Golo. Someone is giving the Swahili version of Engolo. Eh? Koto. Goto. Yeah. Goto. We used to call it Goto. God will bang you Goto when you touch one of his precious laborers. It's like, I have very few of these now. You are coming here slandering the person. Lie down. Because there are few. You can scratch an ipsum and you get away with it. They can't repair. But you scratch a Ferrari. Where, where will they repair it? They have to take it back to Italy. Where I am. What is Jesus' business? I will build my church. Gates of hate shall not prevail against. That's his business. Are you in that business? Because if you're not in that business, you're on your own mission. You're on your own mission. You see, Jesus had a mission. And he's saying, I, that's why I started with the other one. It involves understanding that there is glory and that the glory is accessed through a death and resurrection process and that death and resurrection process involves laying down your life to raise thousands of your kind and that God will honor you. Oh yes, God will honor you. Yeah, God will honor you. Now, what was Jesus' mission? Acts, no. Matthew 4.23. Matthew 4.23. And Jesus went about. He did what? He went up. This is, when they say went about means he didn't go to one place. No, this was his daily thing. Yeah, like if you, are, if you ask him, what do you do? He says, this, this is what I do. I go about doing this. What was he doing? Scripture. Teaching in their synagogues. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Matthew 9, 35, similar verse. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. This is what he went about doing. This is what he is doing. That's how he's building his church. That is his mission. Teaching, preaching, healing. That's evangelism, discipleship, and restoring people who are broken. Pastoring. If you like, you can use those three words. Evangelism, discipleship, and pastoring. Yeah. That's the business of Jesus. Ah. And he said, if you follow him, his father will honor you. Not even Jesus. No. You know, it's one, 
You know, Jesus can honor you and you shock the world. But now when God himself comes in and says, Jesus, first leave me. I need to honor this one myself. You, you will protest all you want. <laughs> but the promise is there. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Spirit, and with power, Acts 10, 38, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So if you have ever done mathematics, doing good is teaching and preaching. Because you have two evidences of teaching and preaching and healing. So doing good and healing. So doing good is teaching and preaching, evangelism and discipleship. a short conversation I don't intend to keep it long but I am here to show you how to maximize your transform experience Hmm? you can sit down how are you going to maximize your transform experience those who can't understand hints <laughs> you need to go and start a mission or community if you have it immediately you know a mission community you don't need infrastructure you don't need a venue you don't, you don't need to pray about it we already prayed about it for you okay you need to go Mavunites. You need to go start a, di- a discipleship group. When? Immediately. You see, your slow speed is costing you your life. Yeah. Because he said you lose it. Don't think losing it is dying, you know, like you stop breathing then they bury you. That's not losing it. Losing it is you're living for things which non-believers are living for. You're praying for things that non-believers pay for. Minus effort. You're there, I'm believing God for a car. Why are you believing God for a car? One, people, they don't, they pay. Yeah, they, they, because they don't have God to believe. So they just go to the bond and they pay. And then they drive their thing away. A non-believer, Elon Musk, in all his wild dreaming, cannot change the heart of a person. And you, you can change the heart of a person and make them become a completely new creation in Christ Jesus. Are we together? Is that one trying to threaten me with your lamentation type face? The outside, okay. Friends! I'm not pouring water on any profession or what you do. You probably need to keep doing what you do 
in order to start teaching preaching and healing. Maybe you need to stay in the bank so you can teach, preach and heal. Maybe you need to stay lawyering so you can teach, preach and heal. Maybe you need to stay engineering so you can teach, preach and heal. I did architecture until 2018. That was 12 years, 12, eh? Yeah. 12 years into the church, I was still doing drawings. Why? It was necessary. I had to do it for the mission. I had to do it. But I did it for the mission. That means the mission stays other things are variables. When it no longer makes sense to do drawings, I stopped doing drawings for the sake of the mission. For some people, you, you need to do drawings for the sake of the mission. Some people, you need to teach in a school for the sake of the mission. Maybe you're going somewhere where you can't show up and say, I've come into your country to preach. They will say, go back where you came from. So I've come here to teach. I say, oh, come, we need teachers. Ah, before they know it, you're teaching, preaching, and healing. You started missional communities. They are multiplying. For the sake of the mission. Now, let me tell you. If I'd stuck to only architecture and abandoned the mission, my life would be so, 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 so small. Insignificant. I would not know Pastor M. I mean, like, how can you not know Pastor M? That's a very small life. <laughs> now, don't be offended, eh? Don't get annoyed. Get anointed. Don't die an unlived life. An unlived life is one that has not produced hundreds of disciples and thousands and thousands. Yeah. I mean, Pastor B3, you would still be in DHL eh? doing customer care. Everywhere I go, people tell me about Pastor B3. Yeah. I go to different countries. How is Pastor B3? It's like, <laughs> wow. You haven't asked me how I am. Singa, if she was in DHL doing customer care, which she was doing very well, no one would be asking. No one would know. Now you may need to do customer care for some years in order for the sake of the mission. Paul 
was making tents. He didn't make tents all his life. Yeah, that's why he was able to write letters. <laughs> ma, ma, ma. For the sake of the mission, teaching, preaching, healing. If you don't understand Bible language, that's winning souls, which is evangelism, discipling them, and pastoring them. Because once you start discipling them, they've become a church. And unless you're doing a terrible job, it will keep growing until it can't fit in your sitting room. And now you'll need a public venue and then we'll launch you as a location. The one in your sitting room is the missional community. Once you get out, we can say our MC meets on Sunday morning in the main auditorium of the secondary school of wherever. No. Yeah. That's called church planting. The purpose, like Pastor Noah Balesam says, the logical conclusion of discipleship is church planting. The logical conclusion of discipleship is church. There's nothing like discipleship without church planting. The logical conclusion of educating many children is that you end up with a school. The logical conclusion of treating many patients is that you end up with a hospital. The logical conclusion of discipling many people is that you end up with a church. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Bishop Doug. I was listening to him this morning. He was preaching somewhere in France. I think it was a 2017 message. And he was saying, there where he was in the church, he said that, he said something very remarkable. It sent my mind spinning. He said, this church here, he was pointing at the people in that church. He said, this church here alone can plant churches in all of French Africa. He said, this church here alone can plant, the church he was speaking in. He said, this church can plant churches in all of Francophone Africa. And it hit me that this church here that I'm talking to here because Transform had about 1200 people registering let's say you went with Jesus's two by two we are seated Pastor M right now in this room without adding those who didn't come those who are online those who stayed behind we are seated on 600 churches right now in this room just by the two by two principle. We are seated on 600 churches. Is Harriet above here? I was thinking about her a lot. Come, come, come down. Ah, ah. I, I called the wrong name, but also this is the right name. Where is the other one? The other one is Obo. Betty Obo. Betty Abo. There are two Abos. Come. Pastor Ariad. So this one is the pastor of Worship Harvest Kigungu. Yeah. One. My name is Betty Abo around. Oh, yes. She took it. Her people. 
if someone, if she's around the building, you can find her. So she went to Chigungu alone, really. Okay, you started the zone. Then you went and planted the church, and there are people. How many people are in your church? 118. 118, yeah. God bless you. One person, 118 people. You see, we are wasting time. Some people, you want to plant events. A church is not an event. A church is not a Sunday event. A church is not an event you go to. It's a family to belong to. And to plant a church, you need exactly one person. And if they are too scared, they have another person with them. Two. Sit your pastor, Kamara. You went with Pastor Vasta. Just two of you. Didn't you produce a church in Chengera? Oh, Betty. Come. You've been showing us this Kasokoso group here. And this morning I was thinking, why isn't this a location? Eh? What hinders it from becoming a location? Oh, she was praying. They have a prayer room downstairs. So that's, that's why I was, I was calling you. You received it. You're ready to launch worship of this How many people are in the mission of community? We actually have 45 people. 45 people. In an MC, they are shipping them to downtown. Now Kasokoso is not near downtown. So, location number 106. Is worship harvest Kasokoso. Welcome with me, Pastor Betty Abo. You kneel down, I pray for you. So, Father, we thank you for the 106th location under this anointed woman of God. Those 48 people didn't, 45 people didn't come from nowhere. There is evidence of the oil on her life through evangelism and discipleship I know you will not disappoint her there is going to be glory upon her life thank you father thank you father you will make her thousands of peoples may God bless you may God increase you may God make you thousands 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 multitudes May you save multitudes in the name of Jesus. May your name be great in your generation. May you lead networks of churches. May you build hundreds of churches. May God bless you. Whatever is lacking in you, the Holy Spirit will make up for it. And will make you a great woman of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wait, yes. and obey for there is no other way 
Oculus, come. This is in your network. Kasokoso. New location. We don't even have a venue, but do we even care? It will come. It will show up. Hey. Yeah. Now you you want to plan until Jesus comes back. There is another location we need to launch today. Kabubu, I've been here in Kabubu. Are they here? Asha. The person is called Asha. Asha. What's the other name? Is Asha here? He's coming. Asha. Asha. Right? You are the network leader. Do you approve the launch of this location? The network leaders approve. Where is my oil? Kneel down. But now they come. Asha George Musazi, Pastor! Worship of Kabupu. Father, thank you for your son. The same way the church in Antioch gathered and commissioned Paul and Barnabas, we send him, we commission him to go and lead thousands to you, to lead hundreds of disciples, thousands of disciples, plant churches, saturate the area with the gospel. We bless you, we thank you because of your kindness and your goodness that you have shown him mercy that even though he may not deserve it and yet you show him mercy and you are calling him to a life of significance and glory we bless you, we thank you for this is location number 107 in the worship harvest movement in Jesus name Amen God bless you as High flyers, you've got a new location. Hey, first sit down. Are you learning something? Oh, you're learning nothing. Look, someone went to Kasokoso by herself. No contact. No phone number of anyone. And produced 45 people. Plus 300 salvations. What more do you want? What more do you want for her to become a pastor? Some of you even you may carry a title pastor, but you have never...
Yakabobo, they've been doing well. Eh? Good hosting center. I hadn't, I hadn't planned all of this. I thought we were going to have a clean talk and go. But sometimes God needs to show you something. Practically. Yeah. And you, what are you waiting for? Don't wait. So, I was saying, Bishop Doug was telling that church that that one church would plant churches in all of Francophone Africa. But I don't know whether they did or not. But we are here. We can plant churches in all over Uganda and Kenya and all of English-speaking Africa. We just two by two, two by two, two by two. Where two or three or more are gathered in my name, there I will also be. That's very low quorum. The church. Amen. So all these things, they're just schemes of the enemy to defeat us. Ah, now why is there a quietness? Don't worry, I'm not going to call you. Relax. Yeah, I can't call you. I'm not that colonel. Yeah, I'm not that colonel. I'm a spiritual person. I only do things that I think God is doing. And that one I could sense that that's what God is doing. The woman, as I was praying, I couldn't stop thinking about her. The one woman. So. Teaching, preaching, that's pastoring, that's the mission. As I conclude, you're seated there and thinking, what a shock. What am I going to do to get on to Jesus' mission? Three things. Give me my slide of the three things. Ah. One is render a life. What shall I render? Have you heard that? To Jehovah, for he has done so very much for me. What shall I render? To Jehovah, for he has done. So very much for me. You know there is that there is an answer to that question. You know that the song just ends up with a question. Now there is an answer. Do you know what you should render? Your life. Look, there is nothing good enough you'll ever give God outside of your life. 
imagine your head over heels in love with a certain girl. And you organize your lyrics. Or why you take her uh, seven dates in one day. Then when you have when you feel like the temperature is right you put in your proposition Will you marry me Ah wait wait and then she says uh, mm. No 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 actually I want but you can have my watch Oh, you don't want to watch. Okay, take my car. Somebody's got to be... She's trying to show you that she cares enough about you to give you something but not herself. Now, that's what many of you have told Jesus. Like, I will tithe. There are people who claim that theirs is to fund the gospel. We haven't seen the funds yet. You know, we tell God all sorts of things. Ah, Lord, I will tithe. I will serve on a team. I will be an usher. What does being an usher have anything to do with dying and producing? Because the thing Jesus was talking about is there must be a reproduction of you many sinners becoming saints as a result. Now just smiling at people coming in does not Lord me I'm a worship leader. What does that have anything to do with it? It has nothing to do with that multiplication of yourself that's why we've come up with all these pseudo ministries in church to keep everyone busy apart from the thing that matters I'm an intercessor an intercessor for what all of us are intercessors how do you think we got here you think we got here without prayer I want you to go get rid of your pseudo-ministry. Look, just think, if whatever you're doing can be done by a non-believer, you see a non-believer can be an usher. Yeah, a non-believer can sing on, on stage. The one thing a non-believer cannot do is reproduce life in another non-believer. They get saved, they start speaking in tongues, they get healed, they get radical, they go start getting other people saved. I've never seen that happen. It will not happen. Take your pick, what you call ministry. There's a lot of nonsense we call ministry in church. Just to get, get too busy and run events. 
you sweep the carpet. Even non-believer can sweep the carpet better than you. I hope you're becoming more joyful as I preach. You're feeling joy. That's where it starts. You put down your the grain of wheat that must die is you. Is seated in your chair. Minus that. One day you will be 70 years. And you remember this someone. Only you will be intensely unhappy. And most of your writings will be regrets. So don't do it. Hear what I'm saying to you now. Now, when you look at me, do I look like I'm suffering? Do I look like I, I have no food? Like I'm starving? When you look around here, does it look like I haven't been eating many days? Do I look like I borrowed these clothes from the neighbor? Do you think I walked here from home? I'm trying to show you that all the lousy excuses you give for not serving God, which is money, the God of this world who has blinded their eyes, even right now money is is blinding your eyes, you're not seeing the truth, is total nonsense because First Timothy 6, 9. I'm going to finish. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. But those who desire to be rich. Eh? Desire. You and riches. They said desire. Desire. The way you. The way you should love your wife if you have one. Those who desire to be rich. Fall into temptation and a snare. Check if your neighbor is already in the snare. And into many foolish and harmful lusts. Which drown men in destruction and perdition. This is very complicated language. Give me NLT because some people may be saying, who is the perdition? Is it a certain swimming pool where you... Because it... But people who long to be rich at the expense of ministry, wealth God will give you. Let me tell you, if there is anything that is easy for God, it's money. I think it's easier for God than anything else. So don't, don't, don't throw away your ministry for money. Uh, scripture, scripture. People who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them. 
into ruin and destruction. This is scripture. Now, there is no wisdom or counsel or understanding against the Lord. So don't read the scripture and say, wow, I'm lucky it doesn't apply to me. Wow. Wow. It doesn't apply to you. You really think you're excluded from the truth. Play around and you see. Money. <laughs> I've been a pastor 17 years now. I have not seen something destroy people more than money. And yet it is free. It says he freely gives us all things to enjoy richly. Like money is the easiest thing for God. You do you think this building fell from heaven? <laughs> or you think some neighbor people donated it? Oh, this poor church. Let's donate them a building. What shall they even do? You see, sometimes it's like we took the brains out and put them in some pot. <laughs> look around. If you look around, you'll tell that there's no one broke here. Thank you. I'll take the one amen coming from here. I'll, I'll, I'll take that with me. I'll take, uh, yeah. uh, hey, take me back to the other one, Bambi. This one is too sensitive. Verse 10. Verse 10. Is there a verse 10? For the love. Uh, give me NLT. This one, people will, they will start throwing stones and they are none. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, including a lack of church planting. Yeah, the refusal to plant churches is one of the greatest evils being practiced by the church today. The population of the world went from 1 billion in 1800 to 8 billion in 2023 in only 220 years. We have multiplied eight times and you're still there waiting for, I don't know who to come and plant churches forever, the traffic jam. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. And some of them are here. I'm just showing you the God of this world that has stopped you from planting a church because you fear you will be broke. You come and talk to all the pastors and ask one by one, ever since you planted the church, how much broker have you become? Even you have land. You didn't have before you planted. Now you have land. Even you. Yeah. From when you became, now things are working. Yeah, I, I don't understand where people get this idea that God's God's plan is to lower you and make you poor. God has never called anyone to demote them. Hi, I am the Lord, your God. I'm calling you because of your service to me. Behold, I choose to demote you today. God has never called anyone to demote them. Everyone he called, he elevated. Praise God. Living on mission every day. What's the mission? Discipleship. 
evangelism, pastoring, that's church planting. Surrender a life. For those who don't want to go too deep right away. Surrender a life to raise ten disciples. At least ten. All of us can do this. And then reach a hundred people. Make that your your funnel. Hmm? Render a life. Multiply your life by ten, by raising ten disciples, and then together with your disciples, you're reaching a hundred people. For those who are uninformed, a hundred people is a church. Yeah, you can't have a small group of a hundred people. Let's stand and pray. Thank you, Father. We are going to, to go into the award for community transformation. So, our ACT Award team, please get moving with whatever needs to move. Because we have another event somewhere in the building. And we are running behind time. Now, you, are, you have heard me and you're saying have more, say no more I'm going to plant a church, come here now in front just move it you're saying I've heard you, say no more I'm going to plant a church I need you to come now from both Mavuno worship harvest and other churches you're not going to, I'm not recruiting you to plant a worship harvest you are just going to plant a church of whatever church you come from. Rolling stones catch no more. I don't know what. People they what? Just come now. Yeah, this is not I don't know whatever marketplace which is, no real church. When they when you are checking you at the airport and they say, What do you do? I'm a pastor. You know, I used to say I'm an architect to avoid that word. They were asked when I'm going, what do you do? I'm an architect. Mumbai was a pastor, but I was dodging saying that I'm a pastor. Oh, yes. Ah, look at you. Hurry, hurry up. Is Pastor Priest in Subga here? Oh, he's, uh, he's, uh, okay, yeah, I understand. It's okay, I'm going to use someone else for this exercise. I need someone from Mavuno, uh, someone to coordinate the planting site, and then someone from Worship Harvest. I need to, I need someone very efficient with information. Because these ones, there's no losing anyone. Pastor Godi, come up here. Pastor Godi, come up. I don't want to lose any. I don't want, hey, Pastor Angie comes. Look carefully. Pick out faces of people you know. Be like, ah, 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 CJ, I see you. Oh, yes. Now, there are people who should be in front. Have it. Come, let me tell you about them. These are people 
who have experience in running organizations and systems. Our best planters have become have turned out to be business people. The business people have been the ones that have planted the most dynamic accelerating churches like Pastor B7, Pastor Chris Kawesa, Pastor Julius. So now business people I'm going to give you one chance to come quickly. Stop giving excuses. Don't point at anyone. Everyone is going to come by themselves based on their conviction. So you're a business person. You know how to run an organization. You even pay salaries. You know how to rent venues. Negotiate things. Jesus is calling you now. So move quickly. Move quickly. Move quickly. Business people, move quickly. Oh, yes. Come, 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 come. Make room, make room at the front. We are going to plant churches until the devil gets a headache. Oh yeah, you see? Some of these people, they are just standing behind them for anointing purposes, but amen. I'm about to conclude. So if you're still there, your church planting opportunity of a lifetime might be passing you by. And the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized within the lifetime of the opportunity. The only thing you need to plant a church is yourself, another person to encourage you, and the Holy Spirit to work through you. Three like so. You, Holy Spirit, and an encourager. And then a, 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 a discipler to cover you. If you came forward and you are not in Mavuno or Worship Harvest, you have to go and talk to your pastor. You can't plant without covering. It's very dangerous. You need covering. So you need covering, encouragement, yourself, and the Holy Ghost. And then miracles will break out. Changed lives. It's very, very amazing. You're going to see it firsthand. Amen. I have seen some more business people reporting. Welcome. I see you. I see you. Of love from me to you all. You're, I'm praying for your success. Now let me tell you. The one thing you have to do to succeed. The one thing. There are many things you can get wrong. But this one thing don't get it wrong. It's submission to authority. Yeah. yeah. Submission 
if you are in Mavuno, submit to the authority of your pastors, your network pastors. Worship the same. If you are in another church, you have to go to your pastor and tell them what happened today and that you are ready to expand their vision by planting the church in other places. Yeah. Rebellion is very dangerous. Never do it. You know, you can afford to rebel if you're still in civilian matters. You know, like when you're civilian, you do what you want. Once you join the ranks, you can't do what you want. I don't know why it's like that. The, the rules become stringent. So you have to, that's the one commitment I need you to make to yourself. That I will submit to godly authority. If it's ungodly, you can always live. Church is not a conscription. And as long as you have godly authority, you have, that's your key to success. You'll be shocked how, how well you'll do when you submit. Because you even think, me, what do I know? What do I have? You just submit to godly authority. God will shock you practically. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your children, your daughters, your sons, who are saying they can do more. If you can put your hands in front of you, that's okay. Who are giving themselves, who are rendering their life, who are rendering their life. Bless them as they go to start this more than a hundred churches in front here with simple tools, nothing complicated, just the Holy Spirit, submission and encouragement. Anoint them right now. Holy Spirit, fill them afresh and powerfully way beyond anything they've ever experienced from this moment, from this moment, from this moment. Give them gifts those who have never spoken in tongues release their tongues to speak to pray in groanings that cannot be uttered give them prophecy prophetic gift may they know what's going to happen in their churches before it happens may they carry the gift of prophecy for their families for their communities may they carry the tongue of the land give them teaching gifts that they will be able to open the scriptures and expose it and bring people to the knowledge of you. Thank you, Father. Give them wealth because they are going to need money to do the ministry. Supernaturally, I release all the vaults of heaven right now in the name of Jesus. Poverty shall never be mentioned in the same sentence as their name. Release to them properties, lands, buildings. Give them workers, disciples, faithful men and women to follow them, to work with them. We bless you. That this choice is not going to lead to any sorrow in their lives, but rather joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. Whatever may have held them, any kind of addiction any kind of brokenness or failure, I pray you repair it right now, Lord. That they will never bring distribute to your name. 
bless you. We thank you. For I know that you do it. In Jesus' name, we commission them now to go plant life-giving churches that will produce many disciples and lead many to Christ and lead to transformation of communities. In Jesus' name, and all the people say, Amen, Amen. Because of our number, I'm going... No, we need to do the ACT award. So, we are going to go back. Then, as soon as the ACT award is done, you'll need to come behind the stage here and there'll be people registering you. So, I'll need some, like, five Mavuno people registering and, like, five or ten worship people registering. So, we register very fast, name, number, and, uh, yeah, yeah, location or campus, Mavuno campus, worship location, or any other, if you are from any other church, we still need to register you because we need to contact your pastor so you do not bail out and tell them your person here has, is going to plant a church you are about to become a multiplying church thank you for listening to this teaching we hope that you've been blessed by the worship harvest sermon series For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. We're taking territory.